Good evening, everyone. I'm Pastor Michelle, and it's uh, we're filming from Shades of Grace, and I have my partner Jimmy on the other end of the camera. Hello. Sam. Okay. Good evening. And I'm going to ask Jimmy to participate again with some comments because his comments are very, very helpful from a guy's perspective and just having somebody to dialogue with because that's kind of how Zoom works. We get on and people comment and I have topics and we discuss and people share their views and uh, this is part two of tears. We had tears last week that were sp the spiritual benefit of tears and tonight I'm going to talk about some health and physiological benefits of tears. But I'd like to kind of just review, um, last week I had asked Jimmy if there was a comment or something that maybe he grew up with, because uh, oftentimes guys are told, you know, big boys don't cry, big guys don't cry. And Jimmy used an expression, if you'd be willing to share that again, um, was, that I had yeah. never heard when he was younger and starting to cry and things like that. So. Um, what was that, that expression? That again? expression was dry it up. Mm -hmm. Dry it up. And I shared that with the Zoom group this week, and then that prompted other comments and other things that I'd like to add into this today. Um, they shared different stories about when they'd be out with siblings and maybe with their dad, and they didn't want to miss like whatever event was going on on the farm or something. And so even if they were in a, if there was some situation where they might be crying or something or whatever, um, the dad would say, you know, if you're going to cry, go to the house. And so that gal, I mean, when we broke up into the topic, she said, I don't cry. And this is why. Because we didn't want to miss anything that was going on. And it was kind of like implied that it was a bad thing to do so we didn't want to be isolated and go to the house so she said I, I still as an adult don't cry very often and I thought well that's pretty interesting because we can we can uh, influence people like that we can influence our children and even our spouses and uh, you know other people we come in contact with with comments like that that um, really can um, interfere with what God has intended for our bodies spiritually and physically. And so uh, another, another participant said, I don't cry either. And I said, well, can you explain like your circumstances? And she explained that um, it's kind of a self-preservation thing, experiencing losses. And when there's layers and multiple losses, the hurt and the pain is so uh, traumatic sometimes that you hold on to that and you don't know how to work through your grief and so forth and um, and then you get another loss thing you know and and you you fight back responding to the emotion and the physiological things that are going on because the pain is too great so you build up this barrier in your emotions and you almost teach yourself to not cry because you don't want to hurt real bad and so this has been helpful for them as well as other people that have been able to um, uh, see some value in this and see what God has intended. So today I want to start with physiological um, things and to remind everybody that 
you know, God's ways are not our ways. They're higher than our ways. Our ways are not always the best in our best interest, like these things that we're raised with and these, these um, behaviors that we develop in facing crises or losses or trauma or things like that. So um, I'm going to do this. I'm not sure what order I'm going to do it in because um, I think I'll just start with the, the beginning here that um, physically there are three types of tears. Jimmy, can you name, <laughs> here we are, Bible trivia, can you name oh the three types of tears? <laughs> I couldn't either. Uh, uh, would there be grief? Would that be one? No. Well, no? well emotional. Okay. Emotional. Um, being a father of a four-year-old would spoil rotten tears <laughs> come into play? Uh, no, not get, quite. Get what you want tears? Okay. <laughs> All right, I'm going to stop guessing. No, that's okay. You're doing great. This is awesome because nobody brought this up on Zoom. <laughs> Spoiled rotten. <laughs> I love it. Uh, any other ideas? <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, I'm not going to get too technical, but. No, I, I don't. I don't know where to go with that. Okay, that's yeah. all, that's all right. I didn't know this either. I'm I'm not a biology, chemistry, science person. So I like these articles when I find them and they dovetail with spiritual principles. That's that's what gets me excited about it. This comes from a website called Healthline.com, and the other one that I'm going to weave in here with it comes from. Oh, where's the other reference? I, I like to. I want to give the references. I don't like to just um, share information and not do that. This comes from a website called MedicalDaily.com, and I've kind of put these together so that they're kind of they kind of overlap. But the three kinds of tears: there are reflex tears, and those are the tears that clean debris out of our eyes. Okay. You know, clean out dust and uh, you get something in your eye and so your eye will water and you'll have a reflex tear. Uh, smoke can cause that, things like that. Then there's continuous tears and those are what lubricate our eyes so that it helps um, keep infections out of our eyes and things like that. And then there's the emotional tears and I think your spoiled rotten kid tears probably <laughs> fall into that category. <laughs> No, yeah. but the emotional tears, and emotional tears actually do release stress hormones and other toxins, and they detox our bodies. They actually do that. Um, there's a study that was done in a medical journal called Food Microbiology, and it said that a good cry is a good way to kill bacteria, that there's uh, the composition of our eye fluid can also kill bacteria within five to ten minutes. So there's some real interesting scientific things here that, you know, it's antimicrobial. And I'm not going to get technical and tell you what the enzymes are called and all those kinds of things, but I think it's just good to know that our eyes are constantly cleansing ourselves, but they're detoxing our body as well. And they're detoxing um, from stress and, and all the things that we go through when we're, when we're grieving. Then there's the self-soothing tears, and maybe that's what your daughter is kind of trying to do. So maybe this will help you approach her in a, in a different way. Uh, it says, crying may be one of the best mechanisms to self-soothe. Researchers have found that crying 
activates the parasympathetic nervous system, which helps your body rest and digest. And it says the benefits aren't immediate, but after shedding some tears, oftentimes you feel a little more comforted. And um, I thought about how that ties in with, um, well, I'll, I'll just go, go down with the next one. It dulls the pain. It dulls our pain oftentimes. Crying for long periods of time releases endorphins. And those are some feel-good chemicals. And they ease both physical and emotional pain. So sometimes when you've been crying, and maybe um, for a long period of time, all of a sudden you feel like a release. And you just feel like some relief. And, um, and that's, what, that's what that's talking about there. Um, in addition to that, I want to jump to how it affects children or babies. Um, when we are born, the first thing God has created our bodies to do is to cry. Say it again? Cry. Cry. Yeah. That's right. A baby yeah. has to have a good, healthy cry. I think we just heard a song about that, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Cry, baby. Yeah. <laughs> that's what got me thinking yeah. about this. Yeah. Cry, baby. <laughs> um, and that's true because the lungs have to inflate and open up and begin to function because they've been getting, the baby's been getting oxygen through the mother all this time. So the lungs are in need of that and so it clears out the fluid in the lungs and in the nose and in the mouth and um, it really does help and I should have gotten my other page out because I have one more on this one. This one talks about how it helps babies to, to sleep. So there's different schools of thought about, you know, letting your baby cry to sleep or, you know, not let your baby cry to sleep and whatever. But researchers have found that crying often helps babies sleep better at night. In one study on infant sleep, 43 participants used gradiated extinction, also known as controlled crying, to put their babies down to bed. So they um, had the the controlled crying, the babies were left to cry for a certain set of minutes. And then the parents would intervene and then they would lengthen that time and you know and so forth and so on. So um, it said that the crying increased when babies were allowed to cry for certain amounts of time, were they increased their sleep length and it reduced the number of times infants woke up during the night. So I mean there's some really interesting things going on here. And it said a year later, and I like this, a year later, the crying did not appear to increase stress between the child or negatively impact the parent-child bonding. So it's not a negative, you know, negative kind of thing. But um, babies do need to learn, and children need to learn, and adults need to learn to self-soothe. And yeah. so... Um, yeah, with, with small children, we know they can turn it on and turn it off. We know that sometimes they can uh, cry until they get what they want, and then all of a sudden the tears dry it up yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. instantly. Yeah. But, um, you know, we, we know that that goes along with child, childish, you know, childhood behavior and toddler behavior and things like that. But we're looking at this more from, you know, from a grief standpoint. And it is possible to release those endorphins and be able to relieve, relieve yourself of, you know, you have that one last, 
you know, and that kind of feeling. And that's, and that's designed to help relieve the stress. And I had a whole bunch of re R words last time. Do you remember that, Jimmy? It was, oh my, no, here we are. Uh, release, relief, resolve, renew, and of course comfort. And so all those um, things that, that are brought about by, by the crying. So uh, another benefit is it can improve your mood. Um, it may improve, you know, may improve your mood because uh, those sobbings and, and all that, you're taking in deep breaths of air. And this study indicated that you're taking in cooler air because you're taking in big, cool air breaths, inhaling. And cooler air regulates and lowers the temperature of your brain. And they found that a cooler brain is more pleasurable to your body and to your mind so that it calms your mind and your spirit. And I thought that's kind of interesting too. Um, there's also, uh, let's see, the whole stress, the whole stress relief um, that, um, the circumstances may remain the same, but the hormones and the toxins and everything and the tension that's being released. Uh, there, there was a study here by, it just gives the last name, it just says Martin. Um, it's healthier than some of the other alternatives that are sometimes suggested as stress relief, and they refer to things like punching a pillow and things like that. Um, but it can um, it can relieve alleviate headaches and high blood pressure. Uh, crying is a safe and effective way to deal with stress, and those emotional releases gets you freed up from negative thinking sometimes, and and so forth. Um, this was kind of an interesting, see I've got these two different studies and I'm trying to combine all of these. This was interesting because I, oh it said it can restore emotional balance. Um, crying doesn't always happen when something sad is going on. Sometimes you cry when you're really happy. And researchers at Yale University believe that crying may help restore emotional equilibrium. You may feel like you can kind of, you're stabilized a little bit more and you can move forward or you can tackle uh, something, maybe, uh, you know, something that might have been challenging or something like that. But it can, you know, obviously tears of joy are, are very, very, very helpful for anyone. Um, this one I had mixed feelings about. It said it can boost communication. And I thought, well, that works if, you know, people in a relationship are having some sort of a disagreement or something and they're trying to convey to the other person. Sometimes words just don't work. And one person or the other may just break down emotionally in tears. And those tears are a form of showing what words can't express. They're distraught, they're traumatized, they're trying to make a really important point. Um, you're shaking your head. Have oh, you ever, yeah. you know, yeah, you're aware, aware of this, you know? Mm -hmm. Yes. And that can be helpful if the other person in the discussion or in the communication relationship here uh, 
has maybe the same view of tears or at least the empathy that tears are helpful rather than it might elicit a negative response yeah. from somebody. That's what I was thinking. It, okay. Probably I would be on that. Like if I would feel, you know, uncomfortable. So, if I were trying to have a conversation with someone. And they started crying. And start, you know, right. Especially if it was something that I was trying to address. Uh -huh. You know, maybe a, a, something small, some kind of small incident or, yeah, something. you know, issue, whatever. And the other person breaks down crying. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would feel very uncomfortable. Maybe even to the point of just kind of, man, is this really worth it? Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. Is this is this the hill I want to die on? Right. You know, you, you want to make an issue? You want to draw a line in the sand over this particular issue or not? But at the, at, the, at the same point, that's a good thought pattern because that brought resolve. In a way, in a way, it might bring resolve to the situation. Um, I was thinking more along the lines, um, having done marital premarital counseling discussions with couples and things you know over the years um the tears sometimes elicit from the other person what's your problem what's the big deal oh here we go again okay i mean things like that um is it really that bad you gotta be kidding and sometimes that empathy is, and, and I'm not saying hold back on those tears. I'm not saying, but that creates another whole communication scenario that you didn't even expect to get into when you're when you've got this little issue, and maybe it's a very little issue, like you're saying, Jimmy. And then this lack of empathy and lack of understanding of a person's emotional breakdown when they start crying, and then you elicit all of these. Other, it opens up a whole different. Uh, can of worms. I mean, it, it just it just opens up communication skills that are not really perfected in this relationship, or even close to being uh, compatible. So there's a lot of things you know that go on, but it can. And I've been in situations like that where the you can't you, you can't even say what you want to say and you're not getting your point across and the person the person that you're trying to help or talk with or whatever be it a child or another adult be, be a family member a friend anything and you just can't get there and and you're just desperate and the tears just flow and that's the case that we're kind of talking about here where those tears all of a sudden get the other person's ex attention and they think, oh man, what have I done? Or what? What are we? What are we doing here? This is this is you know this is this isn't healthy for either one of us. And it all kind of resolves and re, you know and all that, which is a very um, a very wonderful way that tears you know can be used. So these are just some of the things that um, we've discovered in our Zoom group about tears. Like I said, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a chemist, I'm not a biologist by any means, but um, I do think some of these things make sense. You can understand that it releases toxins, it can kill bacteria, improves your vision because, you know, tears are cleansing your eyes. I'm trying to, you know, stick to the, the physical aspect of it too. Um, but you can't you can't avoid the the stress and the stress relief and the self-soothing and uh, some of these other things that we talked about 
um, they did in, include in here that it can help you uh, recover from grief, and I'm not sure I agree with that tag on there, but it's definitely, tears are definitely part of the grieving process, and there are periods of sorrow, numbness, guilt, uh, anger, there's all these different things that play into our grief journey, and crying is definitely an important part of that, so that's why I take some time with this topic, and so I hope this didn't confuse anybody, if it did, we're available to talk. We have the information on the screen for you. You can contact us at the church, um, and I can always email, contact you back. I can call back. Um, we want your input. We want your comments. That's how I learn. That's how I'm able to expand on these words of wisdom and help other people. And um, I learned a number of things this time doing this uh, round of, of uh, tier discussions from all of you. It's from people that have given comments, the Zoom group, Jimmy, for sure, definitely. So uh, we, we invite you to comment, we invite you to share this, this video series. You can access it on um, our Facebook page, right? That's, that's where the videos are, uh, oh, and, and YouTube. YouTube. Okay, and the podcast would just not have my face on it. We just have my voice, the, the uh, audio. Um, where else? Um, that covers that, it. Okay. Yeah, that covers so it. there's lots of ways to access this. We have resources. We have additional resources here at the church. We've got grief journals, which we talked about a while back. Um, you can go back and listen to that video if you haven't. Um, we have some grief um booklets from Stephen Ministry. We always put on the on the um, end of the program Grief Share. They're a wonderful resource. They have lots of books and resources library. If you have any other resources that have been helpful to you, please send them to us or comment them. You put them in the comments and we'll check those out and see if they, that'd be something we could add to our resource list too. So can you think of anything else tonight, Jimmy? I think you covered it. How did how, did this did this touch on a number yeah. of things that maybe any new things any old things any few things that you know maybe I won't mention but it'll make me rethink a few things. Okay, well there that that's what our words of inspiration yeah. are all about to get you to just kind of you know think about it, pray about it, ask the Lord to yeah. help you with things, and um, I appreciate all of you joining in, and we hope to see you next week. So good night and God bless. Thank you. I want you to come on, I'm coming for the mama now, and if you're ahead of